you get worked up as a bride. You're like, oh my God, you know, like hyperventilating at some point. If you are all about weddings, want to know how to make a wedding amazing, or just love wedding stories, then this is the podcast for you. My name is April Kelly, and on this show, we chat with couples, and they share stories about how they met, what the proposal was like, how they planned their wedding, and how it went. We also talk with professionals who have been to thousands of weddings, sharing their successes and challenges and amazing advice to help you elevate your own wedding and fill you with so many ideas that you can take and make your own. What is it that will make your wedding special? How can you be helpful for someone else's wedding? Or come here for the funny stories and nightmares that people have lived through during wedding plans. My name is April Kelly, and this is Wedding Amazing. On today's show, I'm very excited to introduce you to this very special guest, Jessica, because Jessica is not even married yet. She is a bride that is in the middle of wedding plans, and I thought that it would be amazing to have her on the show so that all of the other brides can really see what this is really like, because we talk to the brides after the wedding's over, and we're remembering all of the wonderful things, but what we fail to remember is all the stress and the anxiety and all the work that really goes into the planning, so I wanted to bring Jessica on the show today so that we can really capture this moment, and then I'd like to bring Jessica on the show six months from now and then after her wedding so that everybody can get a snapshot of where the process begins and how you can make it end up being amazing. So Jessica, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. Uh, uh, we've met and just to update all the listeners is that uh, we're working together on your wedding. Mm -hmm. So we've been, I guess maybe a few months now, is that right? Yeah, yeah. since uh, the holidays. We've, we've uh, spoken um, in regards to the amazing band that I'm excited about to have on <laughs> my wedding. And uh, I'm so, I was so excited to have the opportunity to meet you, uh, you know, ahead of time. And um, my fiance was thrilled that we booked you and he's excited because now it's unique to his sister's weddings. Um, yeah. And, you know, cause we don't know too many people that have bands in their wedding. They just have DJs nowadays. So thank you so much. And we are so excited to be there for you. And it, yes, I agree. It was really great meeting you. And I, that's the part of this that I love. I love meeting all of my clients because getting to know you and knowing your needs is how I'm going to make you happy in a million ways. So let's talk about that. Let's take this apart a bit. So aside from the band, which I know that you have that book, yay. <laughs> so let's talk about what we want to do is we want a snapshot for everybody that's listening is what you've gotten done so far, where you are now, and then we're going to talk about how we're going to get you to the next step. So what have you gotten done so far? What's on your list that's checked off and you're good to go? I've gotten a lot done actually, because I'm just that type of person that gets things done uh, ahead of time. Uh, I've gotten uh, the flowers. I've gotten um, our venue. I've got I've gotten the ceremony um, information for the church. I have uh, an idea of what I'd like for bridesmaid dresses and tuxes. I bought my dress back in January, um, and although it's it's a little delayed, I think. I think it'll come on time. They said June, so I'm pro it's hope it's hopeful. <laughs> yeah, and, um, and you just know. A, I guess we should mention that your wedding date is April of 2019. Yes. Yeah, yes. so you do have time, which is good, and starting all these things early is going to be a big stress reliever. So go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, so no, that's okay. Uh, I have... 
what what else have we done? Oh, we've done uh, potential food, you know, food that we'd like for the for the cocktail hour. Uh, I have an idea of what I'd like for the girls, f uh, for the flower girls and the junior bridesmaids to wear. Um, we also have our honeymoon booked. Uh, so I, I've gotten a lot of things done that typically people are like, wow, you know, like you're really advanced. And I just grew up in a family like that. We just, you know, I'm a little OCD, but that's okay. I get things done quickly just because I don't want to be on the back burner. Yeah. Want, you know, I want to be able to breathe a little bit a few months prior to the wedding, um, knowing that I've gotten everything done ahead of time. Uh, we have the photo booth, which I'm super excited about because our um, theme is like beach, anchor, you know, um, since we'll be on the water. Um, so I'm super excited about that. The ceremony is in, in a church in Brick mm -hmm. and we're getting the receptions at Clark's Landing, which I'm super excited because this will be my second time there. Um, and I'll be on the spotlight this time, which would be nice. And I'm just excited because traditionally uh, we don't say... Uh, we just say our vows based on the Catholic faith, but I spoke to my priest and he said that he could add a little bit in there with my vows. And that's special to me because um, I've met the person that I'm supposed to spend the rest of my life with. And, and he's the best thing that's happened to me in a very long time. And I'm super excited about that because I had, you know, I, I have cerebral palsy. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if I can go into that, but I like, I grew up with it and I was bullied as a kid and, um, in growing up, uh, it was tough for me and I had my sister's support and I had my friend's support, but it wasn't enough to, for me. I needed a little bit more. And when I finally met Kevin two years ago, I just felt like a, a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. Um, wow. you know, I'd always been helping other people find love and, you know, I, I feel like it, it was my time. And it was yeah. a perfect moment. Yeah. How did, how did you meet Kevin? We met on Match, which I was very opposed to at first. Um, I was like, oh, I'm not going to go online. That's for millennials. Like, that's not me. <laughs> um, but in, in trying to, like, over the years, uh, last, you know, let's say five to ten years, trying to meet people at a bar scene or through friends, it just kind of got blah and boring and monotonous and yeah. I just wanted more and uh you know we 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 talked uh via online or whatever for a couple of weeks back and forth and then we finally ended up meeting um and it was the coldest night in January that we met uh two years ago and I must have you know just it was it was you know love at first sight in my opinion he's like yeah. we connected so well and um you know I believe that he was sent to me for a reason. Um, I lost something, somebody very important to me a while back. Uh, my grandmother, she died a few years back. And um, she always said that I'll find love in, you know, when I'm not looking. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, and every couple obviously has, um, you know, we learned to live with each other. And when we moved in, we, we, we learned to compromise, which is always something good. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, he's, He's so excited. He's just like, I, I want to party. That's the only thing he, he's like, I can't wait to party with you and go on the honeymoon. You know, he's like, the stress will be all worth it, which yeah. we're very excited about. 
yeah it will be all worth it so so that's where you are now you have your flowers your venue your ceremony is pretty much set your dress is on order you have the theme you pretty much have your food covered mm -hmm. your outfits are pretty much selected the photo booth so that's where you are now so you're in a fantastic position for your wedding being a year away so right. the other things like photography did you select that yet Yes, we have a okay, photographer good. and a videographer, um, and we used a photographer that not a lot of people were um, familiar with, and I like that because he was unique and he has different um, avenues that he can bring to our wedding, um, and what I mean by that is he works in New York, he's, he's done the fashion industry, he's done a lot of things that he can uniquely bring to our photo album or our, or, you know, be of pictures and I'm excited because he's easy to work with and that's something that I look for in, and it's important to me that I can be able to work with my vendors yeah you know professionally and and communicate properly um you know I'm I wear my heart on my sleeve but I'm Irish so you don't want to get me mad um, <laughs> you know so which is few and far between um you know but at the same time if you're not willing to work with me um, and we don't have a good vibe, then I can't work with you either. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm super excited about that. And he's, uh, and the videographer, I'm super excited about that. She's very wonderful. She's local, which is great. Um, and uh, I think they will get along very well. That's, a that's fantastic. And that's yeah. what it's all about. And I always say that to everyone. You have to click with your professionals. You're going to spend so much time with these people, you know, over the next year of the planning. And then you're going to spend the whole day with this person. You want to make sure that you feel heard and that they know what you want. And if you don't feel like they know what you want and you don't feel heard, all of a sudden you're uncomfortable and you're not going to come out of your shell on your wedding day and your photos are going to reflect that. So, but this goes for all professionals, not just your photographer, every single professional and having a relationship with that person so they can pick up the phone and ask them anything and feel comfortable and feel received and that you don't feel annoying. You don't feel like it's a bother to pick up the phone. So I'm glad that you touched upon that because especially in wedding plans, I want all of the brides to be able to communicate with their professionals and know, oh, that's the professional for me. Because you might not like that professional once you talk to them and feel like, oh, this guy's really not into his job very much. And then you make the next phone call and the person is 110% there and present. That's going to be a really, really easy decision. Yeah. You know, before I selected uh, these two um, professionals, the wedding photographer and the videographer, uh, we had gotten advice from uh, his family and my family. And I had contacted the people that they had mentioned and I said, I, I just, I know immediately if I'm going to like you or not. I, that's just my, my yeah. gut feeling. I, there's always that, you know, that inner voice saying, okay, Jess, is this the right person for you? Um, you know, and that's, that's in anything like profession, work, profession, you know, your personal life, anything, you know, and, um, you know, it's easier said than done. You know, you can't choose your family, but you can choose everybody else. Um, yeah. but you know, it's, um, I, I feel that uh, when selecting these vendors, I feel sometimes it's it's more resting on the bride's bride's shoulders a little bit. Um, you know, I might be straying a little bit away from the conversation, but I feel like sometimes uh, the you know your groom is like, oh, select whomever you want, whatever. It's just pictures, and I'm like, yeah, but like, are they going to satisfy our needs? Yeah, you know. So yeah, that goes with anything, I guess, but in doing this whole process, Kevin has helped tremendously, but I feel like there's also a misguidance, like meaning people are like, Oh, well just do whatever. And I'm like, yeah, but I want it my way a little bit, you know, like I, 
Yeah, you I, don't want to just haphazardly just pick things just because. You don't want to pick out somebody out of a phone book. Right. Yeah, and you're invested in it. I mean, you are the navigator. The brides are the navigator of this whole show. Yeah. And sometimes grooms are really, really, really involved, and sometimes they're not. But I think also in defense of the grooms, I think they feel like, let her have what she wants because they don't really care. It's like when you go out and rent a movie, I don't really care what we watch, pick whatever, because they don't care. And that's okay. And that also gives you the opportunity to have what you want. But it also puts the pressure on you that it's like, well, okay, what if I pick a terrible photographer? Right. And then, you know, you know that that's going to affect you. So there really is so much thought process into it. It's a lot of it's a lot of work being the navigator. So I really do understand that right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, even doing simple tasks as, okay, Kev, what kind of boutonnieres do you want? And he's like, I don't care. Um, you know, uh, he's like, if it was up to me, I would, I would just send, save the dates on a, on, you know, a piece of paper, Hey, or an email. And I'm like, that's the, how you do it. You know, but, uh, he's just, he's trying to make light of it. And, um, he's always been my rock. So he's always like, Oh, let's just, you know, think about it, calm, calm yourself a little bit down. Cause you get worked up as a bride. You're like, Oh yeah. my God, you know, like hyperventilating at some point. Um, and I, I have hit that hyperventilation mode mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, because I, uh, cause everything is like boom, boom, boom. Like, okay. The month, the months that are going to be coming up, it's, everything's going to happen fast motion. And, yeah. um, you know, I also have my sister's wedding in, in two weeks. So it's, uh, my, my parents are like, Oh my gosh, you know, so the stress that they're being put upon as well. Um, but I didn't want to wait another two years. I would like to have start a family and all that stuff eventually as well. So, um, you know, I am an, I'm not an older, older bride, but I'll be 34 next year. I'll be almost 34 by the time we get married. So, um, you know, I just happened to meet, you know, a really wonderful person later in life. Yeah. And that's okay, you know, because we make smarter decisions when we're older sometimes too, you know, but this wasn't a decision. This was, you met Kevin and it was love at first sight. You had that feeling. This was simply the universe in work. This was meant to be when it was going to be and it happened. So, so where are you now? Like you have all of these things done. What is on your task list right now? Like what's the next thing you're conquering for this wedding? Um, the next thing we have to do is, um, after my sister's wedding in May, we have to, I have to get, I have to try on my dress in June, um, and get that fitted and altered and everything. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, I feel badly because my mom is three and a half hours away. So she may not be able to attend because they just moved up to upstate New York. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, um, not having my mom for every aspect of it. And, um, I'm lucky, I'm fortunate to have, um, my, my mother-in-law and my friends available. And, um, you know, I, I even thought about, I was like, oh my God, where am I going to keep the dress if I don't get it altered there at where I'm getting it? Um, Mm -hmm. and it's local where I'm getting, where I'm picking up the dress, but that's the next task. It's, it's nice to keep up all these schedules and, and, um, you know, so I know automatically what's to be sent over and who needs what and whatever you have, whatever have you. Um, but that's the next task. Um, I did order my shoes just to try on with the dress. So Mm -hmm. hopefully it all comes together, but yeah, come June, end of May, early June, that's the next step. Okay. Um, Yeah. So how did you get organized? How did you begin? Cause I know we talked a little bit about you're very organized. You have a spreadsheet. Give the brides that are listening to the show a snapshot of how you organized it and how you got yourself to this point. Spreadsheet, paper, binder, folder. What is it? 
Yeah, so I'm a pen and paper girl. Uh, you know, I may be uh, considered young, but I, I've always been more of an old school kind of girl. Like, give me pen and paper and I, I'm good. Uh, my sister, in fact, uh, she was very helpful. She bought me in December a binder filling, you know, with all of the things, with all the things that we have to accomplish, like uh, from ceremony to the end of the uh, day and all that stuff. And it was cute. It was from Kate Spade and I've utilized it. Um, however, I, the way that I work is pen and paper and just Excel spreadsheets. It's great for me. Um, and email. Um, but like I said, I'm more of an old school kind of girl. You know, I like talking to you via face to face. Um, we selected our limo company with the person face to face. Now people just send you a quote and hey here's the quote and give me a check well I want to sit down with you because I want to make sure my guests are transported properly and orderly and in fact you know in orderly fashion yeah so uh we just spoke with him last night and he's like Jess he's like I gotta be honest like nobody has talked to me this much and I said yeah no I just I want everything just so I want you know because if I hear from one person saying that, you know, and I'm not going to please everybody, but I, I would like to please the majority. Yeah. Uh, you know, so that's my goal. And I would like to have fun on my wedding date. Like I, I know they say you got to talk to everybody, but I really want to dance and I want to have fun and I don't want to stress. Um, yeah. you know, and that's my main, my main goal. So if I got to meet with you somewhere at a coffee shop or wherever, then I'm going to make it happen. And we're going to sit down and talk about all this, what has to get done. Yeah. And that's going to bring you an enormous amount of peace of mind once your wedding day rolls around, because you've sat with your professionals, you talk to them at length about exactly what you want. And now they know, because sometimes professionals, they don't know if you don't tell them. So you taking the time to actually express all of this to them is a home run. And I really do suggest that. And I know some brides that I speak to like, oh, I'm afraid of doing that. I don't want to ask too many questions and annoy them. But that's their job. That's yeah. what we're here to do. I mean, that's the service of answering the questions and providing you with the answers and making you feel comfortable. So a bride should feel okay. And this is your permission to go and ask all of the questions that you want, 50 questions, 100 questions, whatever it is for you to feel comfortable. Because what that translates to is on the day of your wedding, you're going to feel relaxed that once you've done your final information exchange with your professional, it's all there. You've talked about it. And now you really can go and have a great time just like you want because all the work is done. Just like for an example with the band, just to bring us up for a second. It's like you tell us all the things you want, the music you want to hear, your wedding song, your parent dances. We talk about the layout. You know I know what you want. I know what it is that you want. And we go and do it. You're going to have all of that peace of mind knowing that that's, that that discussion took place. But if you never talked to your band leader and you just simply exchanged a message and sent a sheet of paper with that information on it, on your wedding day, you're going to get there and go, I hope the band leader knows. I hope they read that. I hope they read the little note that I read at the bottom with a star next to it. What, what kind of way is that to go into a wedding? Speaking with all of your professionals, being open to that communication is a home run. So that will give you a lot of peace of mind. So I know that you've had some difficulties. I know your mom moving away is really hard. I know a lot of brides have their moms with them when they pick out the dress. You didn't. Your sister's getting married. I know that's really difficult for you because there's a lot of pull and push and tugging going on. It's like where everybody can land in the family to get their spot. Mm -hmm. And that is really typical because that's, that's just the wedding dynamic, but you have an extra level of dynamic of your sister getting married right now. And that happens to a lot of brides. You know, these weddings come in clusters, the whole family, like there's a shower, there's a bridal shower, there's an engagement party, there's a wedding. 
right. it's a lot. Right. And us as brides, again, you know, that universal need to be heard comes into play. You know, I know that when we were talking the other day, it's upsetting to not have your mom there when you're trying on your dress. It's upsetting to think about, I'm going to try this dress on without my mom. But how can we empower you to make that okay? You know? Um, yeah, no, I, you know, and my mom did want me to wait a little bit longer and I, I happened to find the dress, um, you know, uh, a little early and I, I just fell in love with it. And I, I, my intentions were, okay, let me just try on this dress. I made an appointment, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it's like typical movie set scene. Oh, I can't find anything. So I'll move to the next, you know, store or whatever. But, um, for me, my mom was like, you know, just let me know when the next appointment is and I'll do my best. And, you know, I'm, I'm very close to my father. So, uh, he, at first he was like, you know what, it's your decision. Um, he was upset, but he was like, it's your decision, um, to do whatever you want. And, um, but for me to move forward, I just, I just have to, you know, either, we, we do a lot of FaceTime and talking and stuff like that, which helps. And, um, you know, I, I can't change the fact that they had moved. Um, we were very, I think my sisters and myself were very like devastated, like, oh my gosh, they're moving, um, you know, when we needed all, when we needed them the most. And it was hard. And um, in my family, you just keep on plugging, you keep on, you know, you put your emotions aside. And I'm the most emotional in my family. So um, I, I, uh, you know, I had to, I had the help of, with Kevin and everything, um, just to move forward and, and just to breathe a little bit. Cause you can't change, you can't change the fact that they were moving and they had sold their house and I just had to deal with it and roll with the punches. And, um, you know, I, I said, okay, I, I can't do more than that. Um, yep. but you know, my mom said once she gets through with Ellen's wedding, uh, my sister Ellen's wedding, uh, then I can, uh, you know, she can help me with everything. But I said, you know, mom, I said, I'm a lot like you. I get things done way in advance. You know, I learned that from you. And she's like, yeah, you did. And uh, I'm not, my dad is very structured like that too. We get things done yesterday. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that can be a bad thing. I, I understand that. Like sometimes when you do things well in advance, uh, things can backfire on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I feel that if I you know, if I don't get it done, you know, right away, then it'll be left on the back burner and then we won't get the quality that I need. Um, you know, in terms of vendors, in terms of the dress, in terms of, you know, the best food or whatever have you. Um, I feel that it's, it's just ingrained in my brain that, okay, you know, this has to be done X, Y, and Z has to be done tomorrow. A, B, and C has, you know, I already did it six weeks ago. And, um, you know, that's just the way I am. And, uh, I know people have in my, you know, in my family and in my, you know, in my life have said, you know, just take a deep breath and everything will be fine. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but I'm working on it. (laughs) I'm working on just breathing a little bit more. Yeah. And it really is. It's a process. And just to touch upon like what you said, like if something, sometimes if you do something early, it backfires, but that's okay. Because if you do something early, you have that extra time built in too, to address whatever backfired. Right. Doing things early. I still think is a great idea, especially when you're talking about wedding plans, because again, those two weeks before your wedding are too busy to get anything done. That's, you're going to pick up your, your license. The people come in from out of town, 
You right. can't be sitting down and, you know, worrying about RSVPs at that point. Those things need to be done way in advance. So Yeah. Yeah. And that's actually, it's a good point. You brought that up um, because I know people that I've gone to weddings and they said to me, like my friends have said, oh, people didn't RSVP until a week before, up to it. And I was like, yeah, there's, there's no way I would. I would be able to deal with that because I, I need things done a month prior. Um, and that's why that RSVP date is crucial because Clark's Landing is depending on me, um, you know, and I'm depending on them and it's a whole cycle. Um, if I'm waiting on 25, 30 guests to still RSVP the week of, well, you know what? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so. going to be crazy. Now, the, the way to avoid that is to make your RSVP date extra early. So let's okay. just say your your wedding is in April mm -hmm. and you would want to have, your uh, facility wants to have your head count a month before. I would yeah. make my RSVPs six weeks before the wedding due because now I've got two weeks to call those people and say, are you coming? And they're going to say, oh, of course I'm coming. I thought you knew we're, you know, we're close friends. Of course I'm going to be there, but you can't assume you can't get back to the caterer and just assume on those 25 people that you didn't hear back from. And so adjusting that RSVP time early enough to give you enough time to react. That is the key. So don't send your RSVPs out with a date of, let's just say the first, and then you need to get back to your caterer on the second. That right. will never, ever work. You will be a nutcase trying to call all those people and hunt everybody down and wait for them to get back to you. And now three days has gone by and the caterer is still waiting for your headcount. So always allow extra time into your RSVPs on your cards. Yeah. yeah. No, that's funny. Uh, that's a good point because um, we don't need to tell uh, our venue uh, up in, until a week prior to the wedding, mm -hmm. but I'm going to make it like, uh, beginning of March, March yeah. 1st, because I need that whole month to prepare yes. because people are going to wait till, you know, March 30th. Yeah. And, it, so. and it, it's just a matter of, you know, people get the invitation. This is a, like a universal thing. They get the invitation and they see the date is two, three months away. Well, I got time. That's right, right, right. thought. And yep. it's not that they, you know, forget or they just know that they have time and it's putting that due date on there where you, when you, the invitations go out, you don't really want it to be a really long time until they have to respond. You want to send the invitations with a due date that's fairly soon so that mm -hmm. they react to it. You get those RSVPs back and you are set. And it's another thing you can cross off the list and being a bride that can have that pen and cross things off the list. It's like, it's like peace of mind, peace of mind, peace of mind. That's what it's all about. So that again, those two, three weeks, even the month before your wedding is not crazy. That's what we're trying to avoid in all wedding plans with all brides everywhere is you want to make sure that when you get to your wedding, you haven't had the craziest month ever. You, know, right. you haven't like, you're not looking like you just had the craziest month ever. You breezed through it. You planned, organized, you were prepared. Everything was done. You checked things off the list. The month before the wedding came around, you got those few things left done and then you're ready for your wedding day. Exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. so what questions do you have for me, Jess? And we've talked about a lot here. Let me pause. Yeah. And, you know, give you the floor. Yeah, no problem. Um, I, I wanted your, uh, you know, professional opinion on what if the bridal party is not staying, um, centrally located in one hotel, um, you know, and they book a different hotel that's not even listed on our accommodations list or, mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, that, that worries me. Or what if my family doesn't, doesn't, uh, book the same hotel as me? Um, because for whatever reason, it's either a too expensive or b too inexpensive and they're just not their taste or, mm -hmm. um, or C, they just forgot. And okay. you know, okay. Uh, well, let me ask you a question. They go and they stay at a different hotel. Do they have transportation to get to where they need to go? That's something that they would need to consider. Now, for an example, yeah. if you set them up with hotel A and B and mm -hmm. hotel A and B is going to have transportation or a shuttle to the wedding mm -hmm. and they decide not to go with hotel A and B, then they're responsible for their own transportation to the wedding. Okay. That would be something that they would need to take care of. Or you could mention to them, hey, you can go over to hotel A and B and hop on the shuttle there and at least offer them the ability to be inclusive in what's going on because everybody's going to have a different opinion. I had a bride a few months ago and her parents wanted to stay in a bed and breakfast. They don't like hotels. They just don't okay. like it at all. And okay. there was no bed and breakfast near her venue. And she says, what am I going to do? Like my parents are so far away. Well, I said to her, but that's their choice. Like they, that's what they want to do. That's going to make them comfortable. They'll get themselves there and back. And now you really don't have to worry about it. And all of a sudden it was lifted off of her shoulders because she realized, well, that's her parents' choice. You can offer people the solution, but that's up to them if they want it. So your solution with your guest is here's hotel A and B. I have a shuttle set up here. And if your bridal party decides not to stay there, then they'll work that out. And you can simply mention to them, do you have a way to get there? And just mention it and let it go at that. And don't stress over it because they know they need to get to the wedding. They're staying at the hotel to go to your wedding. So, you know, they're not going to miss the wedding. They're not going to go through all that efforts of getting the hotel and not being there. So right. if you dig a little deeper into that for yourself, you know, you can relax about it. Now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. And I appreciate that. Um, you know, the difference between my sister's wedding and myself and my wedding is uh, she's providing transportation from all the hotels and the night before for all her guests. And I can't financially afford that. So my dilemma is, um, I don't want to disappoint anyone if they have to find, if they have to get an Uber or get a ride to the ceremony. Understood. Uh, you know, I, I just, I can't afford it because we have so many other expenses and, um, it's just, it's so costly. And, you know, the price that we were quoted might be, you know, twice the amount if we included more shuttles. And I just, um, you know, we're trying to be fiscally responsible and, um, you know, Kevin and I are doing so much in preparation financially for this wedding that we want everything to go smoothly. But at the same time, you know, we have to think about, um, saving money for ourselves as well in the near future. Yeah. Um, you know, okay. for like a house and all that stuff. So, yeah. You know. Well, what I would suggest for this particular situation, Jessica, is I would speak to the people that are staying at different hotels and have a really nice conversation with them. Call them up because that's your nature. You're not an email girl. And yeah. Hey, it's just I, you know, where are you staying for the wedding? And they'll say we're staying at, you know, you know, Hotel X. And right. say, okay, great. Listen, I don't have a shuttle set up for that particular hotel. Are you going to be okay with that? I just wanted to let you know. I, I, uh, I do have a shuttle set up for A and B. So if you want to make that shuttle, if you can get yourself over there and just simply communicate what you have set up. You don't have to apologize. You don't have to say anything about that. You didn't have the money for it. You don't have to even talk about your, your sister's wedding because this is about empowering you. This is about what you can do. This isn't about anybody else's wedding. So you talk to your guests, you say, hey, where are you staying? Okay, great. I don't have a shuttle set up for that place. Is that okay? But I do have a shuttle set up for A and B. And now what you've done is you've communicated what you, what's possible for them. 
And they can now either decide to stay at the different hotel or make a decision to get themselves there and back. And you shouldn't worry about it at that point because you've reached out and you've, you've done your job at a, as a bride at that point. Yeah, no, I mean, I can only please so many people. And, um, you know, and Kevin was like, you wear your heart on your sleeve. But at the same time, I, I know I'll be getting phone calls the day of or the, the morning of and say, hey, Jess, you know, uh, uh, that dress that you guys, that you picked out for me? Uh, well, uh, my daughter ripped it in, in the water, or ripped in the, you know, whatever. And I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm just, I, you know, I, I got anticipate issues and problems, but yeah, because you know. things, things could happen or things might not happen. So right. don't spend any time worrying about it because everything might go perfectly. And then you wasted moments being wrapped up in stress for nothing, right. you know, stress about the stuff that you really need to stress about. That's truly stressful. And don't let yourself stress about the other stuff because I could spend a million hours going, oh, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if this happens? And I'll be all tight in the chest. And before I know it, I'm in a sweat and nothing happens. Right. You know, but, I, but I got myself there. And, you know, weddings are such an emotional time. I mean, it's surrounded by love, but it's the family dynamic of everybody coming together, making everybody happy. And is everybody going to have a good time? And did I set everything up for everybody to have a good time? And exactly. we stress ourselves out, but we have to just simply go and be in the moment. And the moment is, what is on my task list right now? What do I really need to worry about right now? And that's what I'm going to focus on. And you'll, just by doing that, by being task oriented, you'll take a lot of the emotions out of it and a lot of the worry. Because, you know, brides have nightmares. You know, what happens if, it, if this and that? But with those what happens scenarios, you know, we can take the time over the next year to set up a plan B. Like what happens if it rains? Do you have a plan B? What yeah. happens if, you know, something happens to somebody's dress? Is there a sewing kit? So little things that you can do now to set yourself up that if something happens, you have those plan Bs in place. Um, and just to even talk about the rain, because I did mention it, you know, we have to get ourselves in and out of the building. What is your plan for that? You know, are you going to have your hair and makeup done at home or do you have to go out for hair and makeup? And I might as well ask you this now since we're talking about it. What are you doing about um, so for hair and makeup, I've, I've booked that as well with, uh, with a specific vendor and, and, um, she, uh, is going to be coming to the, to one of the hotels that I'm staying at, right. um, in a big room because I have to satisfy about 10 girls and I, I, I just want everybody to be comfortable and, yep. Mm-hmm. and to be, uh, you know, just not stuffy. And, um, you know, April is an iffy month. Uh, we were lucky last weekend to have 80 degree weather. And I'm praying to God that that is the same weather that I have for my wedding, but there's no guarantee. Right. So, uh, luckily, uh, it is indoors. It's not an outdoor setting wedding. Um, and, uh, you know, if we can't take pictures that day, uh, there's nothing I can do about it. And, uh, you know, but I'll make the best of it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm learning quickly to make the best of things. Uh, it's work in progress for me because I'm such a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm trying to be better about it because life does throw you curveballs. That's right. So, yeah. And I wanted to touch upon, uh, two things that you had said before about makeup and hair coming to you at the hotel on the day of the wedding. I love that. I think that's so important. I spoke to a bride a few weeks ago and she, uh, the, it rained on her wedding day. It poured all day long. And this is the, the podcast episode from a few weeks ago. And there was no place to take pictures. There was, oh. no, there was no plan B. 
So when it came down to it, they just took pictures inside in one location and she really regretted that. So as we talk today on this episode, let's expand it a little more for you and help you a little bit and say that you should have a plan B for pictures. Let's just say on your wedding day, Jessica, it's pouring rain. Yeah. Where are you going to take those pictures? Yeah. Um, mainly in, inside, mainly in the church. Those are mm-hmm. our options. Um, right. I wanted to do out on the, you know, overlooking the water. Um, mm-hmm. But if that, that's not going to happen, that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, but maybe it can happen. So let's be creative. So what, what I would suggest is this. Uh, over the next few weeks, mm-hmm. take a little stroll, take a little drive down to Point Pleasant with Kevin and drive around the area. Then drive around the area where your ceremony is going to be held and look for things like a beautiful gazebo, a big porch, a restaurant with a big porch that's on the ocean. Just go on Ocean Avenue, that whole area there. You're going to find so many different things. For an example, there's one place where there's two gazebos next to each other. Your photographer can go in one gazebo and you can go in the other and he can now take outdoor pictures of you. Okay. So if you're creative and you have the time because your wedding is not until next year, so drive around. See what you see. And then what happens is in, if the wedding day rolls around and it's raining, you in the back of your mind say, oh, let's go to that gazebo today. That would be a great way for me to get another dynamic, more diversity into my pictures. Well, that's a good thing. Be- well, that's actually interesting because where we took our engagement photos, uh, there was some type of gazebo setting. And, you know, if it, if it works in our favor, then maybe the hotel, um, the shuttle driver can drive us over there. Yeah. Um, um, I can certainly find little bit little bit of areas um prior to the wedding uh so i can utilize that in case it does rain yeah um, just in I need, case. yeah i need options and mm-hmm. um you know even hey I, I wouldn't even mind if we took uh you know wedding pictures in front of our lobby at yeah. the hotel um as a as a uh interesting point but um there is creative ways i could do that it's just uh i haven't even thought about that which is a good point and i appreciate you bringing that yeah, up absolutely you want to think of you know the scenarios without stressing yourself out you want to say okay i really want to have beautiful pictures my wedding is on the ocean and oh well what happens if it rains what am i going to do well having a plan b in place is really going to just give you a huge peace of mind you wake up on the wedding day it's raining you're like ah i got this i know i know exactly what i'm going to do right that's it and that's going to give you that peace of mind i appreciate that thank you oh you're so welcome so what are the questions that you have for me well, two things. What if a fire flowers don't arrive on time or the order has been wrong or, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm left with like little to, to the right type of flowers. I'm, I'm concerned about that. Um, forest that I chose is, is been in business a long time. Um, mm-hmm. however, I'm, I'm always leery about like, you know, what if could, something could go wrong? Um, yep. you know, uh, so how do I combat that? You know, if I order all these flowers and then boom, the day of, uh, oh, the wrong one. So I just go with the flow or? Yes, you do. You just okay. go with the flow. Okay. Now, again, so we back up and we say, we talk to the florist. We tell them exactly what we want. We look at the picture. We know that they know what we want. We put the order in and that's it. Okay. So that's one part. The second part is exactly what you're saying. Like, what if the flowers are not right? Well, let's talk about that. Let's just say you get to your wedding day and every single flower is wrong. The one thing that you have to remember is you have Kevin and you have an amazing venue. And if you didn't put a single flower in that building, it's still going to be beautiful. So what's the worst thing that can happen? That is not going to make or break your wedding at all. So it doesn't get a big priority 
onto the worry list. That should be like a little one on the worry list because you've set yourself up for success already with picking the florist you like, you already decided on what you want. Now that's the kind of bridal experience that you have to let go. Because if you put that in your mind from now until next April, your stress level of those flowers are going to be so high that when you walk in the room, your eyes are going to be bulging out of your head. Is it right? Is it right? Is it right? And you have that anxiety leading up to that moment with you, where if you can just remind yourself that all of this work you're doing is for a reason, you're picking professionals that do this for a living, that want to make you happy. You've made sure you've picked people that want to make you happy. Like for myself, for an example, like you and I, you know, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make you happy. So you're going to have peace of mind. So maybe with your florist, if you're feeling uncomfortable, and maybe that's the reason why you're asking me is because there's something in your mind that's saying, I don't know. I have a slight discomfort about that. Okay. What I would suggest is pick up the phone, call your florist and say, you know what? I'm having nightmares. I don't know why I'm having nightmares, but I'm just feeling like what happens if I walk in the room and it's not right. Share right. those real and true feelings with your professionals because your professional knows how to help you. And she's going to say the right things. She's going to tell you what she puts in place to make sure that doesn't, doesn't happen. Like for an example, if a bride says to me, oh, I'm so worried the band's going to be late. Well, I'm glad you're saying that to me because I'm going to tell you what I do to make sure that doesn't happen. My philosophy is the band's there two hours before. They don't need to be there till an hour before, but we're there two hours before. So we have extra time. So if something happens, if we need to react to something, we have that built in. So by having that conversation with you, you're now not going to really worry about the band being on time because you know what I've put in place from a management standpoint to avoid that from happening. So you pick up the phone and you talk with a florist. She's going to tell you what she's putting in place to make sure that those flowers are right. And by having that conversation with her, she's probably going to take the steam down for you a whole bunch for you to feel better. Yeah, we've spoken about a month ago. Um, and she, you know, she reassured me that once I get all my dress, my dress and um, fitted and altered, then, then we can go forward. And then once we get the bridesmaid dresses, then come the fall, we can discuss the orders and everything. She said, it takes time. She's like, you can't do it now until you get the girls' dresses. And I'm like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. So come end of September, early October, I'll be touching base with her. Um, but I did meet, meet her back in November, December, just to get an idea of what I like. And, um, you know, um, she was ill for a little while, but now she's fine. And I was concerned about that. And, um, but she says she's feeling better, which is good. And, um, you know, like things happen and I, I can't have any, um, you know, I, I can't get all, you know, huffy and puffy about it. So worse comes to worse, you know, I, I can always look to plan B. So, you know, Hey, if this vendor doesn't work out, okay. So how much, you know, come September, October, I can, easily try and find, you know, another option, but yes. hopefully that doesn't happen. <laughs> exactly. And don't so. forget, you're creating a new family here. It's like the wedding family and your family is your photographer, your video photographer, your maitre d', your band, your florist. These are it's like your little family. And we've created this family for you for your wedding day and we have your back. So if something goes wrong, all of the other professionals that have done this a thousand times are going to, you know, place ourselves into the situation to help you. I'll know right away come September, uh, end of August, early September, if something feel, doesn't feel right, then yep. 
you know, and then I'll say, Hey, like what's our best option or, you know, what should we do from this point forward? Um, okay. because right now it's too early. I was told yep. to go ahead with, cause I don't even know what the dresses look like on the girls. Mm -hmm. Um, and leading into that, the segue into that is, you know, a lot of my friends have different body weights and body types. And, um, I, I have a, a vision on one type of dress and I don't want to upset anybody or offend anybody, but, uh, you know, I, how do I do my best with that? Like, how do I? Okay, let's talk so. about that. So there's a few different ways because that is exactly true. There's so many different body types. There are some dresses that pretty much look great on everybody. I've seen that. And there's other ways where you take the same color dress and do a slightly different cut on each girl. One has a one over the shoulder, one has two straps, one has no strap, one has, you know, a halter strap. So you can take a difference and everybody can wear something that's comfortable for them. So you have the same color, but you have a different cut or you have the same cut and everybody's in the same dress. The other mm -hmm. thing is you could just take a universal color and just say everybody wear black and get their own. But I don't sense from you, Jess, that's going to be okay. No, <laughs> I'm actually like, oh, I'm in, yeah. yeah. And talking to my sisters and talking to my sister, my youngest sister, she said, whatever you want is fine. But I actually am, am kind of being indecisive right now. I see mm -hmm. so many options and I'm like, what, which one do I narrow it down to? But I'm, I'm in love with one designer and then the other one, I'm like, eh, you know, so my, um, my sister's like, it's completely up to you what you want. Um, you know, so I have to see what's best and, uh, you know, maybe I'll pull all different, all different types of dresses, like, like one or two from each designer and then see what looks best on everybody. Um, you know, and, uh, but I have an idea of what I like. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, uh narrowing it down and you could probably do a lot of internet research into looking at dresses for different body types and even doing yeah. a google like bridal party dresses for a variation of body types and you probably get a bunch of styles and images that'll come up and might steer you yeah it's like if you do a bathing suit thing and you say you know what bathing suit is good for my body type and things will come up and it might start you know helping you think about like i don't know what your girls look like you know, if they're tall, thin, athletic, heavy set, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is bring the girls with you. Make a deal of it. Just say, hey, girls, I want you to be happy. I want you to wear something that you love. Let's take a Saturday three months from now and we'll just go and look, you know, no pressure. I don't think we're going to buy anything, but I just want to go look and see what you guys feel comfortable in because I want you to be comfortable. And right off the bat with a conversation like that, your girls in your bridal party are going to be like, she cares. I matter. And again, that's the universal theme. Like we spoke about in the beginning of the show, you want them to feel heard too, you know, that it is your wedding and it is all about you. But the more people understand that you care about them, the more present they are for you in, in the end, you know, if the bridal party, if the girls in the bridal party feel like you don't care at all what they look like, well, nobody goes to a party feeling good if they don't like what they're wearing. You know, exactly. You yeah. Wanna, you want to, yeah. they, the girls in the bridal party want to look fantastic. And if they look fantastic, they're going to feel fantastic and they're going to have a fantastic time. You know, when you have a great dress, you can't wait to put it on and go out. So that's a dynamic that I would address with them. You know, if you are unsure of your dress and you don't have it picked out, that's good. That'll give a little flexibility for the girls to speak up. And in the end, if you go dress shopping and you say to them, you're not going to make a decision that helps you not have any pressure on the day of to make a decision right then with all of the different personalities in the room. 
because let's just say you have five girls and somebody agrees on something different, they're going to look to you as the navigator to make a decision. Where at that point you say, well, I knew we weren't going to make a decision today, but I'm really glad that we, we you know, got together and we looked at this because now we can all go home and kind of think about it. And then you can take the time to make a decision of what you want. Yeah. Um, my goal is for everybody to, to choose the dress on the date because I I I'm going to be making two separate appointments come June with this one particular bridal store and because um, some people have to be split up because mm -hmm. they can't make it. Um, and so I have one in August and one in September. And my goal is for them to, I'm going to narrow it down to like three choices um, and see which one looks best. And, you know, it's supposed to be a fun experience and I, I don't want anyone uncomfortable, but my goal is for them to select that dress in person when we make, when we go to the appointment. That way they see it on firsthand, you know, like I had to choose my dress for my sister's wedding online and you know, that was, that was what she wanted. And me, I need to see it on you. Um, yeah. you know, so I'm hoping that everything works out just so, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. But, um, like I said, hopefully everything works out and everybody's happy with the selections that I've made and maybe they see something that I don't. Um, yeah. you know, so, cause in the end I don't, you know, I, I'm more easygoing than most people, but I also do have specific standards. Yes. Um, you can be so. very decisive and that's good. So uh, what I would suggest when you do go for that appointment though, is set everybody up before that appointment even takes place that no decisions are going to be made because I think as a bride, you know, as we've talked about a few times on the show, it's so hard to make the decisions yeah. and you want to make everybody happy. So now if you fast forward that you're in a room with five girls and maybe they, you know, you're trying to make a decision, it's going to be really stressful for you to make that decision right then and there. So right. maybe you're going to want to, and maybe you will make the decision right then, but you don't want to go into it feeling like you're going to have to, because as organized as you are, you're going to feel pressure that I have to make this decision today. All eyes are on me. Whereas if you go into it saying, well, listen, I know I'm not making the decision today. I'm so glad we got together to try these on because I think we're all clear on what, you know, getting clear on what we like, what looks good. I'm going to go home and think about it and then let's all talk about it or I'll get back to you with what it is I want to do. So making the decision in a nice environment of not in that heat of for trying things on, making it later is definitely a good idea. Yeah. And, but the thing is though, I'm, um not everybody lives in the same area, so it might be difficult for them to come back. But that's okay. Yeah. Get yeah. measured. Have mm -hmm. everybody measured. Get all the information. Tell the bridal shop. They have the measurements. They have the girls' names. They have absolutely everything they need. So all that you need to do is call the bridal shop and say, I want bride dress one, two, or three. Okay. That's, and they should be able to do that. That should be no problem for them to do. You shouldn't have to make a decision on that day. But yeah, get measured. This way the girls don't have to come back again go through all of the, you know, the steps that you need to go through. But as far as the final decision on that dress, making that decision at home in the comfort of your home, you'll come out with a better decision. Unless yeah. it hits you and you're like, ah, oh, this is the dress. There's no doubt about it. Then by all means, I'm trying to address my whole point here. And as I don't mean to be long-winded, my point is that if a bride is indecisive about something, don't put pressure on yourself to make the decision right away. It's okay to go home and think about it. Don't feel pressured by the bridal shop owner or the florist or the photographer. Like you have to make a decision right now. No, you don't. You, what you need to do right now is you need to think and that's all you need to do. So 
that's basically what I was trying to express there. I think at the end of August, early September, when I make those appointments um, for those specific dates, everything will go smoothly. And uh, I've already uh, um, gone into this certain bridal shop and given that, you know, given them a heads up. So um, of what's to come and, um, you know, so hopefully everything goes well and uh, we can go from there. Because I do also want everything because they say four to six months for the bridesmaid dresses and you're like, okay, you know, so that's yeah. the other thing that you worry about as well yep. um, with that time crunch. So. Yeah. And that, and again, that's their profession. Their job is to get you that dress on time. If you've researched them, you know, the shop is great. They've got good reviews. People love them. Don't worry about it. You, yeah. they, they've got your back. Yeah. Hire, hire professionals and really believe in them because they believe in themselves to offer you that service. So you'll be okay. You know, unless you call the professional like, wow, these people really seem to be unorganized. This is the wrong place. Honor your gut. Don't ever not honor your gut. You know, in life in general, of course, it goes without saying for your whole entire lifetime, but even especially with weddings, go with your gut. You know, mm -hmm. if you, if you feel like ah, this isn't going well, well, change gears. It's okay. It's your one day to get it right. What if you have a guest at your wedding that um, is causing issues or, um, you know, uh, what do you do from that point on? Um, you know, and let's say, you know, Aunt Sally's really tearing it up on the dance floor, but she's getting a little rowdy or too rowdy for other guests. What do you yeah. do in that instance? Um, Most of the times that when I've seen things like that happen, 99.9% .9 of the time, it's somebody else that's at the wedding that will take that person by the hand and calm them down. And the bride never needs to get involved. Like that's not something you would ever need to worry about. And again, your professionals, your mater d, your band, your photographer, we have our eyes on the room the whole entire time. Like we don't miss a beat because we're there. Like we're looking around the room all the time. Um, in situations like that, it's kind of really easy to see it's about to happen and deflect it. You know, if you see somebody's getting a little crazy, uh, if I see somebody on the dance floor that's way, way too drunk, is falling over, they fall over, their glass spills, glass goes shattering all across the dance floor. Well, you're playing the right song at that point, not to bring attention to it and kind of it detract from it and maybe change gears or something like that is what you do. You know, like you just think on the fly as professional and your friends and family will think on the fly and that will work out. And you know what? If that happens, it'll probably be something people talk about years from now and laugh about in the end. So sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes those things that happen in the moment that are like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened, are the exact thing that makes your mem wedding memorable. So have a certain amount of letting go of what will be will be because there's only so much we can control. And my cousin told me years ago, and I thought this was the best advice uh, Brian gave me my cousin. He said, I'm not going to worry about things until nine o'clock tonight because I don't want to take up my time all day long worrying. And then I wasted my day worrying. So at nine o'clock tonight, I'm going to worry. And he told me this years ago. I was like, wow, that's really smart. So nine o'clock rolls around. Okay. I'm going to get my books out. I'm going to worry all my brains out right now and get it off my chest. And you now just give yourself an allotted time. And maybe as a bride, we worry for a year. We worry all day. We worry Nah, just say, you know what, tonight at nine o'clock, I'm going to worry about all my wedding problems. And then at 930, I'm going to stop. And then tomorrow at nine o'clock, I'll worry about it again. And you'll find that those days will come around. You'll even forget to worry. Try to take the worry off of your mind because you cannot control, you know, many things. But I will tell you this. I will leave you with this. I know what you've set up for your wedding. You know, you have an amazing caterer. You have, you know, a great band. I don't want to say that again because then that seems 
<laughs> right? Okay. But you, you, have, be, you don't have to be modest here. <laughs> <laughs> but like you have an amazing caterer who's done this a thousand times. When you know as a bride, you've put yourself in a position to pick the best of the best. Now you can deserve to relax. You truly can, Jessica. You're going to have an amazing wedding. And for all of our listeners today, I hope that you got a ton out of this. We want a snapshot for you, what it's like now. And then we're going to follow up with Jessica six months from now. We're going to see where she is. And then after the wedding and on the day of the wedding, we're going to follow up with her as well to give you an idea that it's not just you as a bride that's stressed out. All brides are stressed out. This is such a stressful time of your wedding. You truly, you thought about this your whole life, about this day that it's, you know, you're going to marry the person of your dreams and you want it to go perfectly. The reality of life is life doesn't go perfect. There is a beauty in imperfections. So if you prepare yourself to say, you know what, something doesn't work out right, I'm going to roll with it and it's going to be fine. Because in the end, this process is about me committing myself to loving this man forever. And that's what I'm going to do no matter what. So, Mm -hmm. you know, don't worry, especially when you've done so much work in making sure that things go right. And I'm here for you. And for all the brides that are listening, if you have any you know, questions or you have any struggles or you're having any difficulty, I am message away. You can message me, April Kelly at makeyourweddingamazing.com and you can call me and I'll help you out too. So Jessica, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, April. Yes. It's been a pleasure and I'm super excited that you're going to be there at my wedding in less than a year now. I know. And it's going to go fast. And I always enjoy seeing your uh, videos on Instagram or whatever have you. And um, you've been a pleasure and you've been one of the most uh, dear people that I've had to work with so far. And I'm super excited and thank uh, thank you so much for having me. And I'm, and I'm, I'm glad that we were able to do this today. Me too, Jessica. I really want to help you and I want to help all the brides. I realize over all of the years that I've been doing this 2,500 weddings now is I feel that I have a gift for being able to help people get organized and be on their way to having something great happen. So I love being a part of this. I love helping you. I'm really looking forward to this wedding. I am so excited. I know it's going to be amazing and I'm excited for you because I, my snapshot is always very positive. And my snapshot in my mind is I see you on your wedding day with a big smile on your face, feeling amazing, stress-free, taking in the moments and saying, wow, I'm so proud of myself I did this. That's what's going to happen for you. I just know it. So I'll touch base with you. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking all the time. But for all of the listeners listening to the show today, we're going to touch base with Jessica again in, I don't know, a few months, six months or something like that when it feels right. And if you have questions for Jessica, message me and I'll pass them on to Jessica. And, you know, brides unite. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think the piece of advice that I will give to future brides or people that are women that have gotten engaged recently is, um, have a lot, have a glass of wine nearby cause it'll help, um, you know, <laughs> with some stress and, um, just remember that, uh, you know what, it's, it's about the marriage and it's not about the ceremony. It's not, um, it's not about the wedding itself. It's about the marriage and, and for years to come with your spouse and, um, you know, I uh, try not to worry about the little details like uh, I, I unfortunately have prior to up uh, prior to this and uh, just let know that it'll be special no matter what. And as long as you have your special person there next to you, then it'll, it'll be all worth it. That is exactly right. That's the best advice that you can give. So I would love to hear about the proposal. 
How long were you dating before it happened and how did it go down? Were you surprised? We had been dating um, a little over a year and a half and um, we had talked about it in the summertime. Um, I hadn't known this at the time. I didn't know this at the time, but he had asked my father for permission uh, in June of 2017. And, um, you know, my sister had gotten engaged in February and you know, my mom was like, Oh, maybe, maybe it'll be next year. Maybe it'll be next year. And I said, yeah, maybe, maybe. And, uh, she said, you have time. She's like, let me, let me help pay for my, for your first daughter, for my first daughter's wedding. I said, okay, mom. Okay. So, uh, Kevin had told me, you know, months later that he wanted to propose back in March of 2017, but he didn't want to, he was waiting for the right moment. And, you know, he was, that's how good of a person he is. He wanted to wait, um, when it was, uh, good for my parents and good for myself. And, um, he's just got such a big heart and uh, I love him very much. And, um, you know, sometimes when I'm going acting like crazy during the wedding process, he's like, remember when you you were all calm and collected on our engagement day. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we got engaged in September of 2017. He had gone out all day. It was a Saturday. And I was like, where are you? You know, we had touched upon it. I had given him some photos. My girlfriends had given him some photos prior to that back in August of 2017. Uh, pictures of rings that I had really, really wanted. And, you know, I felt like I was pressuring him. So I kind of backed off. And then um, on September 23rd, uh, he's like, oh, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? And it, he like normally was like, oh, we can just eat home to save money because we were, um, we had just gotten back from a trip or whatever. And I said, oh, yeah, let's go to McLoon's where we had our first date. We were having dinner and I was like, what's, this is so weird. Like he's acting all weird and he's keeps fidgeting <laughs> in his pockets. And, and I was like, oh. and my friend's like, he's going to propose. I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. And then, um, he did it outside of McLoon's on a bench. And I was like, I didn't even let him finish. I just started bawling <laughs> and I gave him a big hug. And, um, there was another bride and groom there that saw the, um, proposal and they were clapping and I guess they got married at McLoon's and, um, he wanted to do it originally in McLoon's, but it was, too uh, congested. Mm-hmm. And I was just so happy. And uh, we had called my parents immediately. And I, I'm a, and his parents and his sisters had already known that he was going to propose. And um, yeah, I was, I was very happy. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess everybody else knew but me. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we enjoyed the rest of the evening. And then I had gotten right right to work with the planning. And he's like, wait, let's enjoy the engagement. I'm like, no, 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 let's get right to the planning. And um, I probably should have enjoyed my engagement a little bit more. So to those future brides, like enjoy your engagement. Um, don't um, stress out right away. Um, and, you know, just take a deep breath. Um, you know, I had to take a back seat for a few weeks and say, oh my gosh, okay, let's just enjoy the moment. Um, so that's my advice to future brides. Enjoy your engagement um, for at least a couple of months and then get into the nitty and gritty about the wedding planning. Um, yeah. But I was so excited because I wanted the, I wanted the best venue. I wanted to get right on it. Um, and that was my, that's my personality. And um, now looking back on it, I should have enjoyed the engagement a little bit more and that's, you know, but um, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying things now, now that I have, have a headway on things. So yeah. I do it a little differently. Um, That's okay. Everybody's different and we have to embrace our differences and still get the job done. And you guys are doing that. I love the advice that you're giving everybody because this is so important for everybody to really understand that there's so many emotions going on right now. You will be okay. If you're doing all your proper planning and you're organizing, this is all going to work out. And guess what? If it doesn't work out, 
you're still going to be okay because you're marrying the person that you love. And no matter what happens, it's a, you know, it's a point in history and it's going to come and it's going to go. And always remember that, you know, it is just a day. So don't over romanticize it because on the other side of that wedding is real life and that real relationship and that real eternity that you're going to spend together and creating that root. This is what it is. You're creating that root. You know, the conversations that you have once you get engaged change from when you were dating. You were just dating. Everything was one. Now you're talking about money, finances, budget, planning, and you as a couple begin to grow and begin to deepen through this. So enjoy it. Enjoy that discovering the layers of each other and discovering the personalities of each other and the differences. We have to when we, yeah, and you're welcome. We have to. And I was talking to my mom last week, you know, like what is the secret to that longevity? And she's like, it's acceptance. You need Mm -hmm. to accept that there's going to be flaws in that person. That person's going to accept that there's flaws in you and you just have to accept and move on. And that's all of life, except if the flowers aren't right, because still in the end, you have that unity and that love with Kevin that nothing will change. Yeah. And, um, you know, because once we're married and try and plan having children, things drastically can change. And you have yeah. to still remember that to still have that love and that bond that you initially had when you first met. And, that's right. Remember you know, why you are here. Remember when you looked into his eyes the first time, all that love, and now you're developing the life based on that love. So you develop that life based on, you know, calm and love and joy and an abundance of positivity. And you try to put all of that into your basket. And the more that you can harness and and hug and hold on to all of that calmness, the more you live it. And the easier it will be. And of course, the planning and making sure that you have everything in place, which right now I feel like you're in a fantastic position. I love that we talked today because I feel like you're on, a, you're on a good track. We have some goals of things that you're going to do next and how you're going to tackle those things that you're going to do next as far as picking up your dress and picking out bridal party dresses for the different body types and making sure that the emotional dynamic of that is okay. Talking to the people that maybe picked a different hotel and talking to them about the shuttles, all of these little things that we touched upon today all come down to communication, all come down to making your guests feel like they matter, making your bridal party, your parents, your family and friends feel like they matter is going to give them such an such a better feeling and a better approach going into your wedding that she cares. I matter to her. She wants me at her wedding. She cares that I'm there on the day of her wedding to celebrate. When you give that to your guests, they walk in that room willing and wanting to and present to do exactly that and have a great time with you. So you're the navigator. You're going to set the tone for it all. You're going to set the scene, the time, and the place. And it's a big responsibility. And as women, this is the first big project we've ever done. This is the first major thing that is a reflection of us, reflection of our personality. Can we pull it off? Can we really do this? Mm, Yeah. yeah. Yes, we can. Absolutely. Yes, Yes, we can. Yes, we will. And call upon your support system, whoever that is, whether it's me, your parents, your friends, call upon your support system, have open communication, and it will all go okay. Thank um, you. You're welcome, Jessica. All right, we'll talk in a few months. Obviously, we're going to talk, you know, on our, on our one-on-ones with what we're doing with your wedding. But as far as the podcast, you know, once again, we'll have you back on the show, and we're going to make sure that everything goes as amazing as possible for you. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, April, for making this process a little bit easier. You're very welcome. I'm here for you. And uh, for all the listeners, I'm here for you too. So just reach out if you need me for any reason. And we'll catch you on next week's show. Have a great week, everyone. 
You can give me every dime you saved for Sunday An open door to a path that's made of gold You can give me everything I ever wanted But there's nothing else I need when you're holding me And I wonder if this could go on forever Cause the feelings seem to be more than my head And the dust inside my heart that I collected Clearing the old me upon the shelf Set me free and tried to chase some rainbows Set me free Something about a lifetime filled with promises The morning sun, the duelist on the stair The familiar eyes when nothing else is spoken End of day, knowing you'll be there I me.
for a live band that people will rave about? Want your dance floor packed all night long? Band of Gold Music, a 10-piece band with the talent to make a lifelong impression on the best day of your life, exceeding expectations. Bandofgoldmusic.com, 303-566-6666.